No, it was a real gun, man. It was just a if revolver. They shot you in the eye with a revolver. You wouldn't be talking to me right now. How do you know? It was most likely you'd be dead. That's what I thought too, man. I really don't know. After well, you're not going to believe this one. For me. I can't believe it either. You're right. I've already heard the story. I can't believe it. Do you consider yourself a good lie detector? Can you sense when someone is guilty or innocent? What's up, Ewoo crew? It's the Raven, here to talk about another shocking, interesting, or just strange, but very true story with you. We're trying out something new today. Interrogation footage is one of the most fascinating ways to analyze the raw, unedited behavior of criminals. But hindsight is 2020, and a lot of the time. When we already know that someone committed a horrible crime, the signs of deception or manipulation can be way more obvious. After all, we know exactly what to look for. Today's case is shocking, disturbing, and extremely tragic. But as we look over the interrogation footage that has made it famous, try and decide for yourself what you think really happened, as if you were the detective with only a few facts to go off of. Now, let's get into it. It was Christmas Day of 2006 in Arizona, and the families of 21-year-old Heather Kwan and her boyfriend, 18-year-old Ryan Waller, knew something was very, very wrong. The young woman had gone over to Ryan's home on the 23rd to watch a movie and eat pizza, but nobody had heard from either person since, and both never showed up for the annual holiday activities. After a call from the couple's concerned parents, Phoenix police were dispatched to do a welfare check at Ryan's apartment, and what they found was a sight they could never forget. On the couch was Heather, dead from a gunshot wound to the head. But then they discovered something really weird. Ryan was still alive. More than that, he was conscious and able to walk and speak with officers. Although he was acting strange and wouldn't give any straight answers, or if he did, he would contradict himself. Of course, police were extremely suspicious right off the bat. He was placed into the back of a police cruiser for a long while as authorities took a closer look at the crime scene and Heather's body, and then he was eventually taken to an interrogation room. As you can see, Ryan is in bad shape. His face is covered with bad bruises and he seems very disheveled and agitated. While he waits, he periodically moans and plays with his handcuffs. Before trying to rest his head on the table, it's about 5 a.m. Mm. Ryan gets up and sits back down and then someone walks in and takes pictures of the bottom of his feet. Ryan's been silent for a while, but then he suddenly pipes up to say, Man, I just want to go to sleep. That will happen to me later. And then really pay attention to what is said next, because this will become super important later on. Alright, do I get to go home? I don't know. Should go to the doctors or you should go. Me? Yeah. Why? That? Yeah. Is it bad? I'd say that's really bad. Looking at the bruises on Ryan's face, police aren't quite sure what to make of the situation. Did he get in a physical fight with Heather and things ended badly for her, either on purpose or by accident? Were these wounds the result of her trying to defend herself? Was Ryan mentally unstable and had somehow hurt himself? All they knew was they weren't really getting much out of the frustrated young man sitting on the other side of the table. He repeatedly asked to go to sleep, but he's told that on the chance he has suffered a concussion, the doctor has advised not to let him sleep. Another man man comes in to inspect Ryan, and when he tells them to put one foot on the table, Ryan seems to have trouble following these directions. He seems uncomfortable. 
<laughs> Finally, the detective starts the investigation, and one of the first questions he asks is, You know why you're down here, Ryan? You have no idea why you're down here? Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, in this next clip, keep a really close eye on Ryan's behavior, how fidgety and distressed he acts. I don't know what happened, okay? So I'm going to read you something to make sure you understand your rights, okay? Basically, I'm going to read you. You've seen cops before, right? Ever seen a TV show Cops or CSI or anything like that? Okay. You ever seen that? No. You've never seen any kind of cop show? Lawyer show? Any kind of show? Yeah. Okay. I want you to listen up real close. Okay, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can't be used against you in a court of law. And then this is where things get really weird. The detective asks a really simple question. What's the um, highest grade you went through school? I don't know. I don't know. You don't know the highest grade you went through? Eighth? Did you, eighth grade? Did you graduate? Yeah. Did you, do you have a GED? I don't know. Okay, so the detective is obviously really confused now. Is Ryan genuinely this shocked by what happened, or so disoriented that he can't remember the answers to such basic questions? Is the early morning making him irritable, or is he being standoffish for some other reason? The detective isn't sure what he's hiding, so he presses on. Do you have a girlfriend? Mm. Mm. No? You know, you know a girl named Heather? Mm-hmm. you know Heather's last name? Mm-hmm. What is Heather's last name? Um, the one that lives there right now? I guess, I don't know. If her name's Heather, what's her last name? Um, I don't know which name she's trying to use as her last one. She's trying to have a real last because her nicknames, I don't know. What nickname does she go by? She probably wants the last name, Kaiman. Kaiman? How would you spell that? With a K or a C? K. Keep going. I don't know. Ryan is acting like he doesn't even know Heather that well, saying a different last name, mumbling something about her going by different nicknames, and even mentioning something vague about her living there. But why is he speaking about her so nonchalantly when he was the last person known to be with her, and she was just found dead with him inside of his apartment hours earlier? How old is Heather? 16 or 17. Is she a white girl? Yeah. How did you meet Heather? I've known her since school. Okay. I don't know. You just known her from school? She used to be a business name. I don't know. She used to be do a business name. She used to be in my book named with business name. Oh, okay. She used to be in the class, your business class? Mm-hmm. All right. Things are just getting more confusing as this line of conversation goes on. And so the detective tries a more direct approach. What happened to your face? I don't know. You told the officer just a few minutes ago that someone hit you. Do you remember who hit you? Um, I don't know. I think it was Heather.
or would Heather hit you? I don't know. It was an accident. I forgot why. What was an accident? Heather's last name? No. What was an accident? Heather hitting me. What did she hit you with? Her hand and the eye. So now the talk is getting somewhere. But still, it all seems so disjointed and random. First, Ryan barely seemed to register who Heather was, but now he seems pretty confident that she hit him in the eye. But the conversation was about to take another bizarre turn. Did you guys have an argument? Not really, no. Not really? Uh-uh. What happened for her to hit you in the eye like that? She just hit me on accident. She was giving Christina a head. She was what? She was helping Christina with her hair or something. I don't know. Who's Christina? She's on the couch. Christina's on the couch? So this new name, Christina, just got dropped out of nowhere. You can kind of see the detective rummaging through the papers, which looks to me like he's checking the case notes for any mention of a girl by this name. But even Ryan doesn't seem totally sure of what she was doing or who she even is. What's Christina's last name? I don't know. What does she look like? I really don't know. You don't know? Uh-uh. I really don't. What color hair does she have? Brown. Is it long? Just average. How old is Christina? 20 maybe? I don't know. You can kind of make out the detective shaking his head, probably in disbelief here. It seems he's not buying Ryan's strange story, and I'll admit, the whole thing is pretty hard to follow. If someone named Christina was really there at the apartment, well, that could be a game changer for the investigation. But everything is so unclear at this point, the detective asks if Ryan knows someone named Alicia. Do you know Alicia? Mm -mm. You don't know Alicia? Mm -mm. And the detective says she lives at your house. She lives at your house? No reaction from Ryan. Then he's asked if he knows an Eric, and Ryan nods but can't quite remember his full last name. You know a guy named Eric? Mm -hmm. What's Eric's last name? Mm. He's trying to pay me back. Green something. His last name is Green something? Ryan says he doesn't have the phone numbers of any of the people mentioned, which the detective doesn't seem to believe. Where's Eric right now? I don't know. Do you have his phone number? I really don't. He doesn't have one. Okay. Do you have Heather's phone number? Uh. You don't know? Mm-hmm. How about Christina? Mm-hmm. You don't have anybody's phone number? Mm -mm. The detective pushes to learn the truth once more. What happened last night? I don't know. You don't know? I really don't. I just want to go to sleep and go to sleep. Oh. Well, you remembered Heather hitting you in the eye, right? I don't remember after that because I just want to lay down and try to go to sleep. I don't know what anybody was doing. I really don't. Who was in the house when you went to sleep? Christina and Heather. Christina and Heather? Mm-hmm. Okay. And Christina was on the couch? Heather was. Heather was on the couch? 
You told me Christina was on the couch just a minute ago. I don't know, man. I really don't. I really don't. You just don't know? I really don't, man. You don't want to tell me. I really don't know, man. I really don't. I just want to go and go to sleep, man. So you're probably wondering at this point, how in the world could Ryan have conveniently lost his memory of everything that happened that night? If he had killed his girlfriend in cold blood, why didn't he plan out a better cover story? Was drug use to blame for this crime and Ryan's mind being all over the place? In this next clip, ask yourself if you were the detective, would you think that Ryan was playing dumb? Do you know what happened in your house last night? Mm-hmm. Alright, what happened? Hmm? I don't know what happened. You're all beat up. Right? So tell me what happened. I don't know. I just want to go to sleep, man. That's it. When asked why there's a huge chunk out of his nose, Ryan just keeps emphasizing that he doesn't remember and just wants to go to sleep. Remember what happened to your nose? There's a big chunk out of your nose. I don't know. Someone grab you? Were you fighting with somebody? No, oh, I need to go. I need to go back to sleep, man. I'm just tired, man. That's it. Didn't even do anything. I just want to go to sleep. You remember what time this happened? Your eye? Like one? Or maybe earlier? I don't know. I don't know. And then something really weird happens. Do you know Eric's girlfriend? Yeah. What's her name? Heather. Eric's girlfriend's Heather? Mm. Ryan says that Heather is actually Eric's girlfriend. Okay, the detective is super lost at this point. But then, just a few moments later, Ryan again claims Heather is his girlfriend. You're, you're saying that's Eric's girlfriend? Mm-mm. Or your girlfriend? Heather? Yeah. Mine. Heather's your girlfriend. Alright. Was Heather over last night? Mm-hmm. Alright. And Heather did this to you? What? Your eye. Uh-uh. Okay, who did that to you? Alicia. Alicia did that to you now? Mm-hmm. I swear. I'm not even lying, I swear. Okay. Why would Alicia do this to you? Why? Mm -hmm. I have no idea. Were you mad at Alicia? No, I don't know why. I don't know why. She probably hit it on something. I don't know. She could hit what on something? I don't know. I don't know, man. So clearly these answers are getting less and less coherent. And Ryan doesn't even seem to acknowledge how wildly his story is changing. What's more, I get the feeling that he doesn't even remember or know in the first place that Heather is dead. Which is pretty much confirmed by this next clip. Hey, Ryan? Huh? Huh? There's what? a dead girl in your living room. She's dead? Yes. Heather? I don't know. I want to know what happened in your house last night. The girl on the couch is dead? I don't know. If she's on the couch, she's dead. Okay, now here's where a huge twist that the detective never expected is about to be dropped. And it's probably not what you're thinking. Let's keep watching. Well, these people came over. Machine is dead. With shoot and arrow, bow and darts. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They hit me and her with those. That's it. And Heather wasn't there. And Eric wasn't there. It was just me 
and Heather was there. We're now more than 30 minutes into this footage, and Ryan is just now bringing up that two people supposedly came to his house with weapons. We'll pay really close attention to this next part, because everything goes from zero to a hundred in just a single second. You and Heather were there, and then what happened? And that's it. Richie and his dad tried to break in, to the back. Richie and dad? His dad? Mm-hmm. Who's Richie? I don't know. Well, you obviously know him. You know his name by he Richie. He used to live there. Was he a roommate of yours? He used to be. And they... They hit you and... They hit you? Yeah. Now it's Richie that hit you? Not Heather? No, Richie and his dad. Richie and his dad. They hit you? Yes. Why? Because they're trying to get their stuff. I don't know why. And they had some kind of... Bow and arrows? Mm-hmm. They each had two revolvers and they didn't let off any shells. Okay, you just said they had bow and arrows. Now they have revolvers? That's what I meant. They had revolvers. They have revolvers? Yes. And then what happened? You can see the detective's shock, disbelief, and apprehension here. First, the girl accidentally hit Ryan in the eye, and now two men with revolvers broke in and shot at the couple. Although not much is making sense, the detective is now highly alert. And what Ryan says next turns this case upside down. I'm just going to let these next few moments play out without interruption because they are by far the most important in the entire footage. And then they shot us with those. They shot both of you? Yeah. Where'd they shoot you at? I got shot in the eye. You I got think. shot in the eye? I think so. With a revolver? I think. I don't know, man. I don't know. Then what happened? I don't know. You don't know a lot, Ryan. I don't, man. I really don't. Did you shoot Heather? Mm-mm. I heard you have a lot of guns in your house. Mm-mm. No? Mm-mm. Well, you know we're going to look. Mm-hmm. Ryan, why don't you tell me what really happened there? Because I don't believe... I really don't know, man. I really don't. I don't know. I can tell you anything, I swear. Well, I want you to tell me the truth. That's all I want Richie and his dad came there. And I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why, but they put me in sleeping hold. And, like, they put me in sleeping hold with the arrows and shit. Like, I lived through the sh that crap. Okay, they, they put you in a sleeping hold? Yeah. What is that? I don't know. I don't know. I what, really what? don't. I don't know, man. You're telling me they put you in a sleeping hold. What is a sleeping hold? I don't know. Well, explain it. I I really it don't it's coming out of your mouth. Explain that to me. What's a sleeping hold? I really don't know, man. I really don't. I really don't know. Okay. You're telling me... You're, you're all over the board here, number one. You're saying bows and arrows, you're saying revolvers, and you're saying some other thing, and they, you're saying they shot you in the eye. Okay? They shot you with a revolver in your eye. Yes. And that's Is it. Is it a BB gun? No, it was a real gun, man. It was just a if revolver. They shot you in the eye with a revolver. 
You wouldn't be talking to me right now. How do you know? It was most likely you'd be dead. That's what I thought too, man. I really don't know. Okay. I really don't know and I just want to go back to sleep and try to go back to bed. You're not going back to bed. Okay. That's not going to happen. Alright, but what happened, man? What do I got to do? Just tell me what I got to do. I get your feet off my chair, is number one. Number two, what happened to Heather? I don't know, man. I really don't You're know. You're now saying Richie and his dad shot Heather. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Yes. And they shot her with a revolver? Yes. And did not use any gun? They came with those guns. Mm -mm. And they came through the where? They were breaking through in? Through the back. Through the back? By your door or is there another door? Through the back door. Through the back door? Is that off the kitchen? Mm-hmm. And why would they come on Christmas Day? I don't know. I really don't know. Really don't know. Did, did they break in or did you let them in? I let them in. And then what happened? And they started shooting up the house. With the gun? Mm-hmm. Okay, and then what happened? That's it. What happened to Heather? Heather got shot. Where did she get shot? Inside the face once. She got shot inside of the face? Mm-hmm. How close, how close were you to her when she got shot in the face? It was after I got shot, so I didn't even hear anything. So you got shot first? Mm-hmm. And what happened? Did you fall to the ground? Yeah, I was trying to get up and sh and I couldn't. I don't okay. know. And then she got shot? Mm-hmm. What, why, what, what did you do? Nothing. Did you call 911? Uh-uh. Did you see if she was alive? She was sleeping still, and that's it. I just let her sleep. She got shot in the side of the face, and you let her sleep? Yes. This does not make sense, Ryan. I know. I didn't mean to, man. I'm sorry. I didn't know she was passing out. That's because I got shot wrong once, too, and I was going to pass out. Okay, this is now, not before. I don't know. You're saying right now you've been shot? Yes. In the eye? Yes. With the revolver? Yes. All right. Okay, so that was a lot of very shocking information. What do you think? Is Ryan telling the truth? If you were the detective in this moment, would you believe his story? This is the first time he's hearing about anyone named Richie or his dad, and he doesn't quite know what to make of it. But after that, Ryan really starts to break down. Ryan, you need to start telling me the truth, because your story doesn't make sense. I'm trying, man. I don't know. Just ask me anything, and I'll tell you the truth. Just ask me. Well, I'm trying to, and you're not even coming close to the truth. Go ahead, ask me. What happened with you and Heather last night? Her dad came and shot the house. And shot her? Mm-hmm. Her dad. Now, Richie is her dad? Mm -hmm. Or Richie's her brother? Yeah, her dad. Her dad shot her? Mm-hmm. All right. And then leaves? Mm-hmm. And what did you do? I tried to go back to sleep. After you've been shot? Mm-hmm. In the eye? Mm-hmm. You didn't know enough to call 911? Mm-mm. Why did you call 911? Because I was just trying to go to sleep. That's it. You just saw Richie's and his dad shoot your girlfriend, and you just felt like you needed to go to sleep? 
something like that. I don't know, man. I really don't. Ryan, look at me. Ryan. Yes. I don't know, man. I really don't know. Why did you shoot Heather, Ryan? I didn't shoot Heather. She was already shot once by her brother, I swear. Richie. Yes. Richie shot his own sister. Yes, I swear. That's it. Sit down. Not me. And you've been shot in the eye. Yes. That's it. Put your feet up my table, please. My feet hurt, man. I don't know why. So up until this point, it seems like the detective held little stock in Ryan's newest version of events. I mean, a story about getting shot in the eye and living to tell the tale just a few hours later is a bit outlandish. But as Ryan continues to give confusing answers and display increasingly erratic behavior, the detective finally takes a closer look at his wounds. Let me see your nose. Put your, put your, legs, put your legs down. Put your legs down. Bring your face closer. Oh, my head hurts. Okay. Yeah, be, be right back. After this abrupt exit, the man returns with a totally different demeanor. He's worried. He tells Ryan that someone is going to check him out to make sure he's okay. Hey, Ryan? Yes. I got the fire department coming to take a look at it. They're, they're going to probably take you to the hospital. You're taking me to the hospital? Yeah, we're going to take you to the hospital. Why? Well, if you've seen your face and the way you're doing things, it just it doesn't make sense right now, okay? We're just going to make sure you're okay. I just want to go back to bed, man. Well, that's the problem. If you have some kind of head injury, you shouldn't be sleeping, okay? Well, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. There you go. As the two wait for help, Ryan basically repeats his story about the shooting, saying that he just wanted to go to sleep after being shot in the eyeball. I think I only got shot once in the eyeball. And then you just wanted to go to sleep? Huh? Soon others enter the room to take a closer look at Ryan. I believe it's the detective saying, you're not going to believe this one. After you're not going to believe this one. I can't believe it either. You're right. I've already heard the story. I can't believe it. This is just my observations that this might be an entrance, this might be an exit, this might be into his eye. And he's acting uh, like he has a serious head injury, which would make sense. So now all the puzzle pieces are starting to fall together. A single explanation appears that nobody would have expected in a million years, and it's one that they probably hope isn't actually true. That's because if Ryan really had been shot in the head, that would mean that they neglected to get him proper medical treatment while he waited in the police car and underwent this lengthy interrogation, which, when all was said and done, allegedly added up to about six hours. Six hours where Ryan would have been sustaining permanent brain damage. Six hours where he could have gotten help, but in instead was getting worse. Well, spoiler alert, it was true. Ryan had actually been shot in the eye, and his account of the break-in and shooting by a man named Richie and his dad was 100% real, even if he couldn't exactly get the details straight due to his injury. Are there guns around? This kid Eric did it. I don't know how he did it exactly. I might have been shot. I don't know. I really don't know. Oh, no. It looks like it went right through, huh? 
Yeah, might have one now. This next clip isn't anything special, but it was the moment that really broke my heart. Ryan is told that his ride to the hospital is here, and the way he gets up and walks out without any trouble just shows that he's no cold-blooded criminal. He's a confused and scared young man who just suffered one of the most mentally and physically traumatizing experiences I can imagine. And the last line before the video cuts off really just makes you kind of angry at how lightly the situation is being treated. Well, Blake, your ride's here. Let's check out. Yeah, he's Where? Where? Where are we going? We gotta go to the hospital. Get checked out, bro. Look like he got shot right in the face. When Ryan arrived at the hospital, he was sent to the intensive care unit in critical condition. As his family anxiously waited, they had no idea if they would ever see or talk to their son again. Ultimately, Ryan did survive, but doctors had to remove part of his brain and he also lost both of his eyes due to the severity and placement of the gunshot wound. After that, there's not that much information available online about the case. But according to Arizona Daily Independent, because Ryan had been able to identify his attackers, authorities soon apprehended ended Richie Carver and his father, Larry. Then they started to piece together the details of why this tragedy had even happened in the first place. Richie was apparently a former roommate of Ryan's, and on December 23rd, he and his father reportedly went to the apartment where Ryan and Heather were staying, seeking some sort of revenge. Some sources say that this grudge was due to a presumed altercation. Arizona Capital Times even reported that Richie and Ryan had had some armed confrontations with one another in the month before the shooting and after Waller had kicked him out of the house. Some netizens have alleged that Richie had actually been kicked out for hitting on Heather, but this is not confirmed. Either way, the two attackers tried to force their way through the doorway of the residence, and in the midst of this chaos, Richie stuck his arm inside of the home and landed a shot right in Ryan's head with a 22 caliber handgun. After that, it seems that they were able to fully enter the apartment, stepping over Ryan, who they thought was dead. But this was their biggest mistake. Ironically, the two purportedly only shot and killed Heather Kwan next because they wanted to cover their tracks, and unfortunately, she was a witness. The bullet struck her in the head at point-blank range as she lay peacefully on the couch. Satisfied that they'd gotten rid of anyone who might be able to identify them, they carried on with the job. But little did they know, they had indeed left a witness behind, and although I can can see why they thought it was safe to assume Ryan was dead. That ended up being their biggest downfall. And so it followed that after shooting Heather and stealing several weapons and a computer from the apartment, they left, leaving a gruesome and bloody crime scene for authorities to stumble upon days later. And the fact that police didn't come for the welfare check until the night after Christmas Day makes things even crazier, because it is horrifying to wonder what Ryan was doing that whole time. Many people have theorized he was left to just wander around the house in a confused fog, plagued by a horrible pain he half understood the whole time, falling in and out of sleep, only maybe registering for brief moments that his girlfriend was dead and decomposing on the couch next to him. Richie Carver ended up being convicted in June 2008 of felony murder, burglary, aggravated assault, and misconduct involving weapons, and he was sentenced to a term of natural life. But here's where things get extremely frustrating. The case against his father Larry was actually dismissed. Sources say the case against him was based in large part on confessions he had allegedly made to his wife, and so after she chose to 
invoke her marital privilege and refuse to testify against her husband, there was nothing officials could really do besides dismiss the charges. But don't get too angry yet, because one good thing actually came out of all of this. Heather's family fought for legislature to enact what would become known as Heather's Law. This amendment would provide an exception to the marital communications privilege if one spouse had voluntarily provided law enforcement with information about their spouse's involvement in a serious crime. But just establishing the law wasn't enough, and it still had to be battled out in court to make sure it could be applied retroactively to Larry Carver's case. Luckily, they won. Carver was re-indicted in 2011, and after a two-and-a-half-day deliberation, he was found guilty of first-degree murder, attempted first-degree murder, burglary, and aggravated assault. But although this victory was a relief to the victim's loved ones, the permanent damage done to Ryan could never be reversed. He became blind and suffered from debilitating seizures after the incident. His family remains outraged that roughly six hours were allowed to pass without their son receiving the medical treatment he so desperately needed. And many people feel that the main issue was that Ryan was automatically treated as a suspect instead of a potential victim. The Phoenix PD reportedly explained that they didn't know the young man had been shot. They just thought he had been badly beaten, and that's why he was made to wait in the back of a police car while they investigated. I can only hope that this case, at the very least, will serve as a powerful lesson so that nothing like this ever happens again. Sadly, a YouTube channel called The Waller Family, believed to be owned by Ryan's loved ones, shared in January of 2016 that Ryan passed away from a seizure as a direct result of being shot in the head. The post reads, R.I.P. Ryan, I love and miss you so much dad. On another one of their videos, the Waller family account shared some truly disturbing details. When they alleged, my son Ryan had been shot twice in the head. The first bullet went in through the tip of the nose on the side, then came out of the other side near the bridge, then went in through his eye, shattering his orbital bone, sending six pieces of bone socket along with the bullet into his brain. He was then shot in the side of his head over his ear, but that bullet just took a piece of his skull away, but did not enter his brain. Altogether, he had four bullet holes in his face and head. The holes were very visual as the police had taken 43 pictures of my son before he was taken into that interrogation room with the pictures having close-ups of every hole on his face and head. How did nobody notice this until it was way, way too late? 